This is the Plant Yourself Podcast. I'm Howard Jacobson of plantyourself.com and the Big Change Program with Josh Lajani. This podcast is part of my mission to help you live a delicious and dedicated life. So this is a semi-episode. It's a quick bonus show today because Thanksgiving is coming up for those of you in the United States. And I have a special guest today who sent me her ebook which has a wonderful title, which she will reveal during the interview, but it's um, 36 really delicious, beautiful-looking recipes for the Thanksgiving table. So given that we're about three weeks out from Thanksgiving, I thought I would rush this into the queue for a special Friday uh, edition of the Plant Yourself podcast so you can hear about Elspeth and her story and a little bit about the ebook. And you can decide for yourself if you want to get it and try it out. One quick announcement, if you'd still like to win a copy of Mercy for Animals, the drawing is still open. Uh, all you got to do is post a link to that episode, which is plantyourself.com slash 235, the episode with uh, Nathan Runkel, founder of Mercy for Animals and author, also the author of Mercy for Animals. Uh, if you'd like to win one of those hardcovers, then all you got to do is post a link to it on somewhere in social media and then email it to me, hj at plantyourself.com. And for each post you do, you get one entry, and I'll just pick one at random somehow and uh, send out a book to you. So I've got two books to give away, and I want to keep this going until next Tuesday to give everybody a full week to listen and then post it. All right, with that out of the way, let's talk about Thanksgiving. So without further ado... Elspeth Feldman, welcome to the Plant Yourself podcast. Thank you, Howard. It's absolutely wonderful to talk to you today. I'm very honored to be a guest on your podcast. I'm a huge fan of your work. Thank you. Yeah, this is going to be like a, a, a quickie because we want to talk about this wonderful new ebook that you wrote. But uh, in, in chatting with you before we started recording, uh, I realized you've got a, a much bigger story. So I may have to have to get you back if you enjoy the, the first time. So why don't you um, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to, uh, to being a, a, a plant-based cookbook author, and then we can go from there. Um, thank you. So I, I grew up on a beautiful dairy farm in southern Africa in the country of Zimbabwe. And um, as a little girl, you know, growing up in the sunshine, we had a huge dairy herd. We named all the cows, and I remember pleading with, my dad not to take the male calves to the abattoir for slaughter. Um, but I'm sorry to say, uh, even though we loved the animals, I, I did not make any connection between the animals that we loved and the food that we ate. We grew up eating lots of fresh fruit and vegetables, but also a lot of you know beef and chicken and lamb and, and cheese, of course. My mother was a really great cook, and I loved being around her in the kitchen. Um, we had beautiful vegetable gardens and lots of fruit trees. Um, we had mangoes and guavas and lychees that grew wild all over our farm. And it really was, you know, a certain paradise for food. Um, and, you know, mealtimes were always a very special part of growing up with um, meals at the table and fun conversations. But then um, in 1976, our lives turned upside down when my father, who, interestingly enough, was very interested in um, health and fitness suddenly dropped dead of a heart attack. Um, he was age 47 at the time, and um, he was playing squash and, and dropped dead. 
I was nine, um, so a, a young child. And at that time, the, um, the War of in- Independence, also known as the Rhodesian Bush War, was heating up. So things were very tense in, 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 in Rhodesia, as it was known then. Um, my mother continued to farm for a few years, but um, it became too dangerous. So she sold the farm, and we moved to the capital city of Harare, known as Salisbury back then. Um, and this was a huge transformation. My mother got an office job, and um, I quickly learned how to make meals from scratch. So by, um, by the age of about 12, I, I could confidently make a, a roast chicken and roast potatoes and vegetables and dessert and all the trimmings, um, and um, simply because I'd seen my mother do it. Um, I then you know, spent a couple of years after high school backpacking through Europe and Australia and working different jobs along the way. Um, one of my favorite jobs actually was um, picking oranges on the, uh, and olives on the rugged island of Crete, where I'd lived for six months, um, trying to escape my first European winter. Um, we had um, we tended to live hand to mouth in those backpacking days, and um, I would end up eating 15 or 16 oranges in a day, um, and eat whatever the farmers brought out to the um, the fields during lunchtime, which was you know, very much a Mediterranean diet. So lunch would be feta and sardines and cucumbers and tomatoes and things. Um, and then I, I'd met my husband um, in my early 20s in London when I was working there, and um, he's American. I ended up moving to the States and started eating a lot more processed foods, but I still prepared fresh foods every day and um, found my happy place in the kitchen. Um, and then, um, you know, my, my whole food plant-based journey really started when I was, um, when my very athletic son at age 15 decided to become vegetarian. And, um, of course, I was fine with that because I was sure it would only last a week. <laughs> but a year, a year later, he was still vegetarian, and I was very concerned about where he was getting his protein. So I sat him down and insisted that he either pick steak or chicken or lamb or something. Um, and he thankfully refused. So I decided to look more into this vegetarian mm. thing. Did you have any evidence at the time of his being in any sort of protein deficient state? Did he, was he like lethargic or like, you know? Not at all. Not limbs at all. falling he was, off. You know, he was on the you know, varsity soccer team, varsity basketball team. He was, you know, grades were good. He was a great kid. I had absolutely nothing. But um, I guess marketing reasons telling me that, you know, chicken, steak and lamb were good. Gotcha. Um, so what did, what did you do? How did you how did you get to where you are now? Well, when you say so, thankfully he refused. Well, thankfully he refused. So right about the time you know when I started to look into it, forks over knives had just come out that year. So um, my husband and I actually watched it together and knew immediately that we needed to make some changes to our diet. So um, we both decided to try a vegetarian diet, you know, because vegan would be way too extreme. So, um, but after a week of doing it, you know, like anything that you start, you read and watch everything you can about it, and the scales simply fell off my eyes, and I knew that I needed to go vegan and didn't want or need to eat um, dairy or eggs. So I gave up meat right away, but it, you know, took a little while to completely give up all the dairy. Um, I ate completely vegan at home, but I didn't want to be difficult when eating out at friends' houses or at restaurants, so... I, um, it probably took about a year and a half before I completely 
eliminated that and found found my voice. <laughs> um, and the more I learned, the easier it was to find my voice and say no. Um, so that was easy. Gotcha. And uh, so tell us about uh, what you what you do now as part of your you know plant based education outreach advocacy. Um, well. You know, early on as well, I, I did do the, um, got my certificate in plant-based nutrition from E. Cornell, um, and then I started a website called thespeedyvegan.com, um, and I started, you know, putting some recipes up, doing some health coaching, teaching people how to um, eat plant-based and make the transition. Um, I love to cook, so I would get into people's kitchens and show them how to batch cook and prepare food so that um, making the switch from um, a typical, you know, standard American diet to a plant-based diet would be easier. Um, I've also sort of encountered a lot of um, times where it's been very frustrating. Um, for instance, my, my brother, my elder brother, just last month had quintuple bypass surgery um, at age 57 and, you know, realized that sometimes those that you love the most are the hardest to reach. So um, I've sort of taken the approach of, um, I guess, living by example and try and trying to just meet people where they are. Um, I've learned that you really can't force anyone to, to make this lifestyle change. But um, like, like myself, I, I didn't see things as they were, um, you know, right before my eyes, you know, growing up with these animals I loved. Um, so sometimes it just takes time or a different approach or a different message. So I hopefully um, can reach people that way. Great. So you've just uh, come out with this wonderful cookbook, and I love the title. So I'll, I want to give you the privilege of, of, of saying it. <laughs> Pardon My Turkey. Pardon My Turkey. So it's, a, it's a, an entire cookbook, a whole food plant-based cookbook around Thanksgiving. So what, what yeah. made you want to write this? So um, at some point, my whole life, people have been saying, oh, you need to write a cookbook, you need to write a cookbook. And in fact, when I was um, 12 years old, I, I had this little black book that I, I used to carry around with me everywhere. And whenever I went to someone's house um, and tasted something I like, I would ask if I could write, it, write down the recipe. And I still have that little black book today. It's kind of fun with looking back through, the, through who gave me which recipe. None of them were plant-based, I'm sorry to say, but... Um, and then about uh, 10 years ago, I, I, I went to culinary school and learned the traditional methods of cooking with oil and butter and sugar and everything. Um, but I've, I've always been more of an um, instinctive cook and um, just use recipes as a guide. So um, learning to cook whole food plant-based was pretty easy with guidance and tips from you know, people like Chef AJ um, on how to cook without sugar and oil and salt and things. But, um, you know, my happy place has always been in the kitchen. So um, friends and family have been asking me to write a book and so for some time, um, for some time. So I thought, well, last summer I decided to combine my love of cooking and my concern for the an animal welfare and put it all together in this um, collection of my family's favorite recipes for Thanksgiving um, to hopefully entice more people to pardon their turkeys for Thanksgiving. Um, so what, was, specific, what specifically about Thanksgiving drew you? Um, well, obviously I didn't grow up with Thanksgiving and it was kind of a curious 
holiday for me to start with. You know, having pumpkin pie for dessert seems strange, and cranberry sauce for during the main course. So a lot of strange things there. Um, the turkeys um, that, um, you know, turkeys are way more intelligent than, and like most animals, like all animals really, they're, they're just very intelligent animals. And I just felt that Thanksgiving was a holiday that was so centered around this one dish, the turkey. And I thought, well, maybe I can entice people to um, pardon their turkeys and um, have a more compassionate um, have more compassionate food choices. Um, so the recipes that I wrote, I, you know, there are 36 really delicious recipes um, in the book. And um, this is a healthier take on even a vegan Thanksgiving because most of the recipes are sugar, oil, and salt-free. Um, all of them are uh, gluten-free or can be made gluten-free. Um, and it's just a, a collection of the actual foods that I've always cooked um, well, I've always cooked. I have for the last six six years um, made for Thanksgiving for my family. Great. Now, um, so you've gone to culinary school. So um, the 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 ebook that you sent me as a PDF is is gorgeous. It's got you know beautiful professional photos. It's got um, you know the cover is has got uh, like cartoon and and very whimsical text on it. Did you also like go to school to become a graphic designer? No, that the artwork is not my own. So this, this is a funny story. I mean, and also as far as culinary school, I didn't like go and complete culinary school. I took a bunch of classes there um, and soon realized that this was well before I was plant-based, but the, the food was very traditional, um, very rich way of, of cooking. Um, so I just sort of got the basics and, um, the, uh, back to the book. So designing the book, um, I realized that the, the title was really fun and catchy. My husband loved it and um, had, had suggested that I find an artist to do an illustration. So um, I actually went to um, guru.com and uh, put out a um, work order and got several people bidding for the job and uh, found an artist who I thought could capture exactly what I wanted to express and she came up with some great drawings um, and hand-painted them and came up with this really beautiful cover. Um, and then for the, the layout, I, um, again, used a, a professional on Guru to do the layout for me. So I can't take any credit for how the layout worked. I did the recipes and I took the photographs, but um, that was it. <laughs> and, and, and both of those designers are now plant-based, right? <laughs> Well, I hope so. Um, I'm, you know, certainly did my my part um, <laughs> to encourage them. I think um, the illustrator you know, was quite taken with with a lot of the recipes. I think she had been plant based along the way, but uh, was hopefully going to go back and and try some more of the recipes. So, um, right. and so then last night, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Um, well, I was looking through the table of contents, and you know, just the the, the titles are, are and, and of course the photos are, are beautiful. You know, the butter butternut squash hummus and citrus fennel salad. Like just just looking at these baked apples and stuffed acorn squash, um, green beans and almonds with a kick. You know, this just reading it makes me puts me in the visual of like this gorgeous Thanksgiving table, the kind of thing that. You could invite all your non-plant-based friends to, and they'll, they'll a, like be, be angling for for invitations for the for the next twenty years. 
that's so funny because you know, when we first went plant-based, I was very concerned about, um, you know, who, who was going to come to Thanksgiving now? Would they really come? Um, and I've always sent out an invitation and let everybody know that we're going to be pardoning our turkey, um, but that they're welcome to bring um, turkey if they, they wanted. And um, thankfully, no one's ever done that. And everybody's always left very satisfied and loved all the food. So um, I have no, um, no guilt about that. So. Great. So I'm, I'm going to have a link in the show notes to where people can find out more about the ebook and, and buy it themselves. Um, how much is it? And you also um, are donating some of the proceeds somewhere? Yes. Um, so the book is nine ninety nine. Um, you can order it from my website, thespeedyvegan.com, or you can go to um, pardonmyturkey.com, which also links to, to the book. Um, and um, I'm donating 10% of all sales of the book to a local animal sanctuary called Poplar Springs. It's in Poolsville, Maryland. It's a beautiful 400-acre animal sanctuary that relies on public donations for support. So um, I'm supporting them. Great. And there's so, photographs, so I hope, in, the, photographs know, in the book. Go ahead. <laughs> I said there are a couple of photographs in the book of one of the turkeys on the farm. Her, her name is Mackenzie. Um, so she's... Um, now a cinephile pinup girl in Pardon My Turkey Cookbooks. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she's her, her plumage is uh, is radiant. <laughs> okay, so um, I hope people will go and check it out, and that lots of them will buy it and will support your your work and the work of the Poplar Springs Animal Sanctuary. Um, but for for those of us who are just going to you know listen to this episode, what, you have a couple of tips. For, uh, for doing Thanksgiving, whether it's, you know, in culinary or behavioral or social or psychological? Because I know a lot of people brace up before the holidays. What, what are, what, do you have some thoughts for us on, on just how to, how to navigate more joyfully and skillfully? Well, um, one of the great things about the recipes in the book is almost all of them can be made well in advance. So um, I like to take the, the tension out of the holidays. Um, I think as a, as a hostess, we take a lot on ourselves for, you know, having the house clean and perfect and um, the table set and the food just right. But I think what's important is, is you know, the time you spend with family and um, to just move ahead confidently. You know, if you, you burn something or something doesn't taste quite right, um, it doesn't really matter. You know, people aren't going to come away you know, worried about not having had the exact cranberry sauce that they grew up with. So um, I think it's important just to, you know, have fun, kick back. But um, most importantly, if you can, um, you know, use these recipes or other recipes you find, um, make stuff in advance so that you're not, you know, stuck in the kitchen on Thanksgiving Day doing everything last minute. Um, right. See, what I took away from what you just said is that I should clean the house before the guests come. Which, Absolutely. So. <laughs> So okay, I wrote that down. That. <laughs> <laughs> any any thoughts that. on on sort of navigating the social thing? If you know, if if because Thanksgiving yeah, we, is one of those holidays where where people really get attached to the, their traditions, and if you're yeah. you know they're, they're, your your recipes are highly traditional, and yet they're also not. So how how do you talk to family members and? You know, friends, and especially you know, people who are going to be doing the cooking here may have been doing the cooking for decades and making the turkey and making the stuffing and doing all the stuff, and now they've they've discovered a different way, and like their identity is wrapped up in this old way. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah. So actually, um, my daughter and I taught a, a, a class last night at our local Whole Foods here in Annapolis, um, you know, with recipes from the book. And um, one of the slides that we had in our PowerPoint presentation was um, how to talk to Uncle Joe and Great Aunt Mary about Thanksgiving, um, sort of bracing people for the fact that um, when people realize that they are now plant-based, they're going to um, have all sorts of questions about you know, where you get your protein and how you can you know, possibly be living this lifestyle, et cetera, and also not making people feel bad if they you know, choose to eat the way that they eat. So um, we just, you know, we sort of touched on the basics of, you know, how you get your protein. There is really nothing to be you know, worried about that, um, you know, our dietary preferences are obviously going to solicit a lot of um, questions and, and comments and to just meet it with love and um, understand people's concern. Um, so, we, you know, I think... People are, are so used to eating one way um, that they haven't really considered doing anything different. So I'm hoping that um, you know, with some of these good recipes, people will go, wow, I didn't even, didn't even miss that. So um, Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess I would try to dodge the, uh, the whole protein question, like not, not as not, uh, not great Thanksgiving conversation. Just, you exactly. know, assure them that, that 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 skipping, you know, that not having animal protein for one meal is probably not going to, uh, you know, tip them over into kwashiorkor. Yeah, exactly. But but it will come up. Um, I think it's you know it's better to just meet it lightheartedly. And and um, what my husband did for the first you know several years was just just you know give the the Rip Esselstyn comment of yeah it's just an experiment you know I'll see how I feel you know right but, um, <laughs> that's that's you know, the easiest way to let it roll off. Excellent. So tell us once more where people can find the ebook. Um, it's at my website, thespeedyvegan.com. So that's uh, the, also the, 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 the speedy vegan. Yes. The speedy vegan.com. <laughs> and or, more memorably at pardonmyturkey.com. Great. And, I'm also, you know, I have a Facebook page and Instagram on the Speedy Vegan. Um, and, you know, I'd love to support anyone and, and any questions that anybody has or suggestions. Um, my husband and daughter have an idea in the works to maybe get a, a book related to Pardon My Turkey for a children's book for maybe next Thanksgiving, but we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, and I, I I encourage you via email to turn it into a hardcover book because I you know when I when I have a PDF it, it usually means the iPad is about to get wet. Yes, uh, I know. I noticed that um, a lot of people have um, have asked me to look into doing a hard copy of the book. So um, I'm going to get on it. This is my first ebook. I've had a lot of fun with it. You know, it was a definitely quite a discipline to. Um, to write down all the recipes and to measure everything out and really think about what I was doing each, each step of the way. Um, uh, but it was um, a, a fun opportunity, and um, I am really thrilled with how the, how the book turned out, and I, I do hope that I can inspire more people you know, to make compassionate food choices and pardon their turkeys for Thanksgiving. Awesome. Well, Elspeth, thank you so much for, for putting in the work, for 
for making it so beautiful for not just, you know, throwing a bunch of recipes into a word document, but really taking the time to, to make the book itself as beautiful as you hope people are going to make the meals uh, for being a friend and a supporter of this podcast and for, for all you do. Thank you. Thank you, Howard, for this opportunity. You've, you've really inspired me and, and your guests have inspired me to, you know, find my voice and um, do what I can to encourage more compassionate food choices. So thank you very much. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, I hope to get you back on for a, long, a longer talk about uh, your journey and, and your advocacy. But for now, um, happy holidays and thanks for uh, taking the time today. Same to you, Howard. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this mini episode of the Plant Yourself podcast and you'd like to support the mission of the show, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. For more information about the Big Change Program led by me and Josh Lajani, visit bigchangeprogram.com. And be sure to check out the show notes for today's episode with links to that ebook and the other stuff we talked about at plantyourself.com slash 236. If you're new to the show, you can catch up on 235 archived episodes over at plantyourself.com. And if you get the podcast, but not the Big Change Bulldog, my weekly-ish newsletter, you can sign up and also get the Slippery Slope Report about how to avoid the slippery slope of sliding back into poor habits and poor food choices at plantyourself.com slash slippery. Sorry, let's try that again. Plantyourself.com slash dippery. Oh, my God. Plantyourself.com forward slash slippery dash slope. If you're looking to support the podcast in a cool and unusual way and you enjoy typing, then consider transcribing an episode. This will allow us to spread our advocacy to the deaf and hearing impaired and also to provide a convenient format for everyone to consume the content. And I say this because we have a new transcript up. Uh, donated by Kelly Machia, and it's number 227, Brooke Goldner, whom, as you may recall, um, put her lupus into what looks like a pretty significant remission through a protocol that includes these very, very dense green smoothies in the morning. I've added them back in. A lot of people that I have talked to who've listened to the podcast have added them back in and are feeling amazing. And so thanks to Kelly, we now have a transcript at plantyourself.com slash 227. If you'd like to support the show in other ways, of course, you can always share this and other episodes on social media and via email. You can write a review on iTunes. And I want to quickly share with you the two new reviews that I got this past week. Breed London writes, great variety of topics. Really liking Howard's podcast on a plant-based life. He shows he really shows there's more to it than just not eating certain foods. The variety in topics means there is always something new to think about. Highly recommend a listen. Thank you so much, Breed London. An ordinary tourist from the United States says, very informative and inspirational. This review, Ordinary Tourist writes, is long overdue. I am a plant-based physician and first found out about this podcast from a vegan patient. I have listened to several episodes since then. I truly believe it has made me a better physician and a better person, have recommended it to several friends and patients, Howard and his amazing guests are truly inspiring. Keep up the good work. Wow, wow, wow. Well, that warms my heart and makes me so happy. So thank you, both of you, for those wonderful, generous reviews. And if you're listening and you have not left, left a review yet and you feel like there's one overdue in you, please go to iTunes and, and do it. It really, really helps. And, of course, the other way you can support the show is by going to 
patreon.com, finding Plant Yourself and becoming a, an ongoing sustainer of the show. Um, I'm still, I'm up to almost 425 bucks a month, which is just amazing and wonderful. And when I see that progress that we've made so far, I know that the community can stretch a little bit and get to the point where I'm not subsidizing the podcast at all through all the other things I'm doing, where it's simply a, a value-add service going out into the world that's getting recognized uh, for the value that I'm providing. So I really look forward to, to that day when it becomes its own standalone break-even venture rather than something that I'm pouring my own time and money into um, more or less to sustain it. In garden news, I've begun making what I predict will be the world's ugliest set of compost bins. I'm using the um, plans from Will Bonsell's Radical Self-Reliant uh, Gardening book. He was in po podcast uh, episode 224, and uh, I'm not much of a uh, carpenter, so um, this thing may be a little bit iffy, but uh, that's how we learn. In running news, I'm getting back into it slowly. Yesterday I did six miles. I'm finding that I'm running in the afternoons now rather than the morning because I don't have a training plan on my calendar. So within a couple of weeks, the training plan for the March Marathon will kick in and I'll be back to early morning runs again. Okay, now to the thank you portion. Thank you to Will Ridenauer for allowing me to use his beautiful song, Sabali Don, Dance of Peace. Check out willridenauer.com for more of his beautiful Chora music. And finally, thank you to all you Plant Yourself podcast patrons, including... Kim Harrison, Lynn McClellan, Anthony Disson, Brittany Porter, Dominic Marrow, Barbara Whitney, Tammy Black, Amy Goodman, Hatherly, Mary Jane Wheeler, Ellen Kennelly, Melissa Cobb, Rachel Burns, Christine Nielsen, Tina Sharp, Tina Ahern, Jennifer Ganofsky, David Bizek, Michelle X, The Mysterious, Elspeth Feldman, Hey Hey, Victoria Dolomanova, Leah Stoller, Alan Christensen, Colleen Peck, Michelle Andrew, Josina, Julian Rollins, Stu Dolnick, Sarah Durkis, Rhonda Circus, Kelly Cameron, Wayne Pedersen, Leanne Peterson, Janet Selby, Claire Adams, Tom Franzek, Jeanette Benham, Gila Lacert, David Donahue, Blair Seibert, Doron Avizov, Gio and Carolyn Argentati, Jody Friesner, Ruth Ann Funderburg, Misha Rose, and Michael Warbeck. <gasps> The equally mysterious Tracy Z, Alicia Lemus, Rebecca Hughes, Val Lineman, Rhymes with Cinnamon, Nick Harper, Stephanie Holness, Martha Bergner, Nicole Ramsey, Susan Ahmad, Molly Levine, the Inscrutable Harry R, Susan Laverty, The Panda, Vegan, Craig Kovic, Out and Sharf, Karen Burry, Heather Morgan, Ashley Corker, and Telly Machia. Yay! Tian Norton, Bonnie Lynch, of Plant Happy Oregon, Sabine Kurtzels, Nigel Davies, Marion Blum, Teresa Coble, Shell Rutledge, Julian Rotkins, Breed O'Connell, Brian Sheridan, Sharon Hirschman, sorry, Shannon Hirschman, Kate Rolls, Linda Ayat, Julie Langholm, Hedegaard, and Isa Tuzinois. I don't like the way I said Shannon Hirschman. I'm going to say that again. Shannon Hirschman, for your generous support of the podcast. That's it for this week. So as always, be well, my friends. <laughs>